with God we shall do valiantly. It is He who will tread down our foes. Psalm 60, verse 12. I think a lot of people uh, nowadays, and I don't speak for anybody, but a lot of people nowadays would look at this and say, what the heck does this mean uh, that God will take care of this business here? He will tread down uh, our foes. But I would have been one of those kind of mild skeptics would have said, well, I don't think God does any of those things. Uh, a long time ago, I would have said that. But then, uh, as I have talked about many times, in 1989, I had my chance to experience miracles, and I did. Uh, while my, uh, metaphorically, my company was burning to the ground, uh, I um, saw closed doors open. This is what I write. Obstacles evaporate. Impossibilities dissipate. And I moved through a veritable war zone unscathed. Now, I have not said, well, why did this happen? I mean, you know, I, I now know it happened. And I now know the power behind why it happened or, or it happening. However, uh, I, especially then and, and even now, say, well, God has a purpose for me. But I'm working it out. I have not, it's not a five-year plan that he has given me. He's given me a direction. And I actually took that way. And so that's why we're speaking here today on this uh, podcast. Yeah, I love that image of him removing the foes. The, the psalmists were quite literal. They, they saw human enemies, but our foes can be multiple things such as a bankruptcy or a sin that nags us or a relationship that remains difficult. And um, the idea of taking down the foe is sometimes he doesn't remove that reality from us. Sometimes the failure isn't as recoverable as your bankruptcy. It remains before us. But taking down the foe is it loses its importance to us. Uh, our desire to win against that foe uh, is eliminated and becomes much less of an idol to us because we recognize that God is far greater in, in our vantage point. And anybody that is familiar with uh, scripture will see these stories. Uh, I'm one little story, but stories like this where really, if you want to understand the Bible in its most fundamental way, it's God's story and we're players in it. It's not, you know, I, I, if you want to read it upside down, say it's about Abraham and it's about Solomon and it's about uh, Samson and David and all of these things. But then we're reading it purely from a human perspective, but it's really God's book. It's God's story and we're players in it. Yep. And the people of God that we get to observe in the Bible is how they found their place in God's story and how they found what would be a God-declared identity and purposefulness to their lives. It's the same invitation to us is to recognize this word as God's story and how does it help us find our place in the story that he's telling. 
And by the way, it's not linear. Uh, so you take Peter, who, when he meets Jesus, says, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Uh, then he becomes one of the uh, lead uh, disciples, very close to Jesus. Then he betrays Jesus, and then Jesus forgives him and, uh, and, and tests him, actually, and says, do you love me? But the story of Peter is our story. Uh, Go away from me, Lord, because I'm sinful. I'm not good enough for you. And then, uh, you know, we follow him and then we question him and then we recognize who he is and all of these things. Peter's a great study for somebody who wants to understand how many of us relate to God by being, uh, by keeping him at a distance, but then you're being his closest associate. Yeah, I do a talk on the multiple conversions of Peter. Peter has multiple crisis moments where He's brought to a new understanding what it means to cooperate with the story that God is telling around him. And uh, when we see it in Peter, it gives us hope that God can bring us through multiple conversions in this long life of transformation to become more like Jesus.